Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. What's going on, all my fellow podcast listeners? Welcome back. I'm still here, and I'm still renovating my house been an awesome few weeks since I last jumped on and was able to bring you guys a turkey episode, which I always like to do every spring. Turkey is, I mean, amongst all the other critters that we get to chase after here in Ontario, one of my favorites by far. Um, but it, it's been super busy. Uh, my house went under underwent a good renovation for my kitchen and dining room a little bit ago so I've been working pretty steadily at that still trying to finish in finish up my turkey season I threw in a bear hunt there and as well as some more renovations to the homestead and I also managed to swing in there and pick up my muzzleloader buck that I got done at true life mounts Josh thanks so much it's another great piece to add to the memoir wall. Is that what you'd call that? Or we'll just say the wall of memories. But it's uh, it's truly incredible what you are able to do and bring these things back so that we can reminisce. I mean, every time I come downstairs just to sit in my chair or walking by, grabbing something, it's a reminder of why I do this. And, you know, on the, on the pass by grab a bit of meat for my next dinner that my wife and I are going to share. So it's pretty incredible. Always a great reminder. And if you're looking to get your next mount done, be it a moose, a bear, an elk, mule deer, whitetail deer, um, coyote, um, anything that you're looking to have kind of brought back to life, definitely get a hold of Josh. Shoot me a DM on Instagram if you'd like, and I'll certainly get you squared away with him. An awesome dude and incredible work. Uh, hopefully everyone was able to check that out on Instagram. That post is up there still. And if you want to talk more about the story, feel free to browse through the episodes and find out the public land buck. Check out the YouTube video as well on my YouTube channel, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. Or shoot me a DM and I'll just talk straight up with you. I'll tell you about the hunt. It was pretty awesome. It was hot. It's kind of like the weather we got going on right now. But it's been good. Bear season, awesome. It's been, uh, I, I know we're only at June, or I guess already at June. Depends how you want to look at it. It's going quickly, but I've got so much awesomeness into my first half of the year. It's uh, it, It's incredible sharing some some of the most awesome hunts with some amazing people some great sh- friendships i've made over the years um, i've got to see some friends take their first game um, for bear hunting that was awesome a big shout out to chris mcqueen on harvesting that bear totally awesome i, I <laughs> reminisce and look at the video of him walking up to his bear and just asking, is it all right? Can, can I touch him? Like, it, it's so cool. It's such a rush. And that that's something he's never going to forget for sure. And none of us will either. So um, my turkey season finished up, filling both tags. So I'm fired up about that. But what a hell of a year 
I mean, the turkeys played very hard to get. It kind of reminded me of my first year of hunting. And I did talk a little bit about this on the previous episode that I did. And it still kind of states the same simply because of the the way they acted this year, the way the hunts went, and uh, pretty much every hunt, actually, for me, um, was pretty well the same as far as the numbers I was seeing and the behavior I was seeing. Uh, Everything seemed to be a lot more timid. The birds didn't really approach as they have in past years. Um, When I first started hunting turkeys eight years ago, I think was my first turkey hunt. Um, It was kind of like this as well. And I guess I can really appreciate that in the, and how I came to hunting turkeys because it didn't, you know, I didn't come out of the gate slamming birds. That's for sure. Um, But they they really responded the same this year. And that was the exact same for filling my second tag um, as the first. So I went out with the shotgun because you know, there was a part of me that really wanted to get another one with a bow, but there's just so much fun to be had with taking out the shotgun. I'm not one to really play with my firearms too often. Um, this year I've really kind of taken upon myself to feed off of others who are very knowledgeable. I've kind of surrounded myself with people that are, you know, they've been, they've been working with firearms and playing with guns for a lot of years they've been hunting that way and they're super knowledgeable so i'm i'm really taking in everything i can and learning from them because i think one of the greatest things that this outdoor adventure can give is um, what you can learn from others i mean if you know everything like i've said before it would almost get boring that you just you wouldn't have anything to excel at anything to continue to look forward to and so i took my shotgun out and it was a super short-lived hunt. I mean, I've only had one other hunt like that that has lasted only a half an hour um, a number of years ago. And basically, I sat down. I made a couple locator calls. I tried to hear roughly whereabouts the birds would be coming from and made my setup accordingly. So I had heard some off in the distance, and I only heard about two or three. I thought that was a good number to go by. Um, made, picked my tree, sat there, and made my few calls. I got a few responses, and the, these birds, these toms specifically sounded as if they were about 200 yards in the bush. I do have uh, like a, a really good idea of where they went. I tried roosting them the night before. And obviously they tucked really deep into the bush, but where I've seen them in the fall season and where they go to right along this river edge was likely where I had put these birds to go to bed. So uh, my setup was perfect and this guy had actually worked his way away from me and how far he went, I'm not too sure. He was in the bush. I was just kind of on the field edge about 10 yards in the bush and eventually he worked his way back this is all within a half an hour span and he worked his way to a couple of my calls and probably as he really kind of hit that hundred yard mark i just totally shut up and let him do all the work he came in with one other jake and i picked the right bird and the rest was history for filling 
my second tag for turkey season at 2021. And this is one of my, I guess not really bigger birds, but statistically speaking, one of the larger birds. He has a 10 and 3 eighths beard and an inch and 5 eighths and an inch and a half spur. So I was really excited to get some spurs like that. Um, you, you really got to be careful when you're retrieving these birds that you don't get sniped by one of those daggers. But what, one of the coolest things I thought about with this bird was a bird typically in, you know, with, with these kind of stats is it's going to be a heavier bird. Now we, we were working our way to, it was the last two weeks of season um, that I got this bird and I put him on the scale only to find out this bird only came in at 19 pounds, 18.9 pounds to be exact. And I mean, that is, that's probably the smallest bird I've ever got. Um, I've got birds at 26 pounds being my largest turkey. And I definitely thought this bird would have scored something more along those lines. But I guess in relation to kind of a rutting season for turkeys, this is them being the most active. They're, they're really just searching for one thing. And while these two birds approach, the Tom and the Jake, I thought it was pretty cool that the Jake kind of tried to rush my decoy, which I had set up about 50 yards to the left of me. This Jake tried to rush it first, and that Tom wouldn't let it happen. It was almost as if he kind of cut the Jake off. The Jake kind of held back, and he kind of veered his way a little kind of north of me and this Tom. The Tom gave me a perfect shot at 15 yards, and it, it was just kind of cool behavior because you can really relate that to almost every species that you're hunting in, in some way shape or form they're all behaving in a similar fashion so lots to take away from that and more than happy to fill my tags there's uh i mean tag soup isn't the worst thing in the world because with when you have tag soup you're, you're leaving with an experience or at least if you look at it that way i think you're you're being positive about the situation and you're taking some sort of success into your next season so while tag soup might taste like shit, it's probably good because you learn something to take into your next year that, you know, perhaps you're not going to do and you will fill two tags next year. So awesome. I was, uh, I was real happy to finish on that note. And as soon as I finished that up, I was headed right up to the North for some bear hunting. So it's, it's been a blast. Um, we're, I'm going to go on about the bear hunt in a later podcast because I wanted to talk a little bit about turkeys. I was doing some research the past couple of days and even more tonight on kind of the numbers because I'm hearing all kinds of numbers from different people scattered all over the province, um, some north, some south, and it seems that everyone's kind of seeing something different. And is there a rhyme or reason to this? Well, I don't really know because I don't study them. Um, but I definitely do look at what our harvest numbers were in previous years, um, what they were when they first began. Obviously, our turkey intro in the 1980s, um, it was only two or three years until we seen our first spring hunting season. So, I mean, we introduced and those birds populated fast when they came here in the 80s and it's tough to say what they're doing at this point. Um, there is a lot of stats to look at. That's, you know, over 30 years or yeah, around 30, 40 years of stats to really, you know, copy down and, 
and understands. So, um, are they dwindling? I'm not too sure if I would say yes, but our rise in coyote populations and our rise in bald eagle populations, especially the bald eagles for the past two years, are increased very high. Um, that number exactly in the past six years of coyotes alone, our coyote population has grown 40% greater. So we're seeing a lot more coyotes running around and you know, eventually these animals, they all learn to adapt and live with each other. But at the end of the day, it's the wild out there and the coyotes have to eat. And so this could make a large impact on our tur turkey population. So I think that one of the things I found was um, over 10 years ago, in 2008 to be specific, we had 10,000 birds harvested and in the past six years, so what does that put us at, 2015, we lost almost 4,000 harvests. So the percentage difference was 10% reporting difference of people who had harvested birds and had bought tags so that works into th that equation of percentage that we were almost down 4,000 in the past six years so that's a pretty dramatic um, decrease I would think in our population harvest we're looking at it now in 2021 or 2020 I guess is the most recent and we have 19,000 harvested. So in that decrease that we had six years ago in the 2014 season of 4,000, so we're down to 6,000 there. So we have since almost, yeah, tripled in 2000, early 2000s. Tripled our numbers and harvested. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think the population is dwindling. I just don't think we're having, I think with the new system, with people reporting, I think there is a lot more people reporting now. And I think, and, and you could speak to that just based on what I just told you is for the amount of people that reported the past couple of years, there was a large lack of reports happening. So could the new reporting system be because we haven't been reporting enough? I think that's, you know, a pretty black and white thing to say that, yeah, we haven't been reporting enough. We haven't really been responding to what we've actually been seeing. And I don't know, and many people don't know, do you see 50 turkeys on every hunt? I don't. I, re I report what I see. So do the number of tags handed out in certain areas for we're allowed the two tags in the spring is that you know just based on what the numbers we report are numbers reported for how many birds we see on average is two to three per hunt per hunter so i actually see a minimum of three birds per hunt could they be at a distance they could be right in front of me but I see a minimum of three birds per hunt. Now I might only hunt five times, but there's 15 birds that I've seen all season. Um, 
I don't think I had one hunt this year where I didn't see any birds. Definitely going back to the truck. Um, they just they weren't there for my hunting duration, we'll say. But I think this is pretty interesting, and I'd leave it upon everyone to just have a look at the numbers over the you know the past few years, and you can do that for your deer hunting, your moose hunting, um, and that can really kind of help gauge where we're going with different species of what we're hunting turkeys there seems to be a lot more people purchasing tags but i mean 19,000 tags harvested is pretty darn good um tag holders so there's actually 49,000 people so that's actually up also 30 that would be 30% as to what it was in the early 2000s. So almost 30% more hunters out there and triple the numbers harvested. So we're almost running about the same. I would say that the birds have made, you know, sustained. Turkey numbers are fine. But we also need to do our due diligence as outdoors men and women. And we need to make sure we're controlling populations of coyotes. And I would really like to see how we can control the population of bald eagles and how that would go about. Um, if this was something that started really taking after certain species in Ontario, then I would think that that impact certainly couldn't go unnoticed. And if you know anyone that could talk on the bald eagle situation, I would love to hear it. Because, you know, it's I, I'm not saying that there needs to be a season of hunting of any sort for bald eagles. They're beautiful creatures. Um, but again, while we are hunting turkeys and hunting coyotes, are those species playing a role in our hunting life? So lots of cool things to look at. And I wanted to just kind of bring that to some folks' attention because I know... You know, a lot of people think about that and, you know, oh, well, I didn't see any birds this year. It doesn't mean that they, they aren't there. Maybe they're just not at that property specifically, or maybe you just have a higher population of something else. Maybe your food source isn't good. So when something isn't going right, I'm just saying to do a little digging, find out what might be the cause, and just be on top of your game. The more you're on top of your game, the more you can take out of any hunt to be successful is the way I like to look at things. So 2021 has been incredible to me. As always, I would love to hear from any one of you regarding your hunts, um, how you made out, what you saw, and it doesn't have to be in season of turkeys. You can tell me about deer and turkeys. You can tell me about bear during deer season. It does not matter. Um, so the, I do believe that post was out from Worth, the Hunt Outdoors, Aaron Worth, thank you again for putting on that competition this year. Um, I was holding a steady second place there for the last two weeks until I got absolutely blown out by a couple individuals with some absolute tanker birds. So I'm going to have to chat with Aaron and really see what the um what the stats were of these birds because man there were some big birds taken 
out once I get some internet to load here I can check out the names of these folks some awesome prizes to be won first place winner Spencer West 117.5 second place Hunter Chown 116.56 third place Mitch Nichols 115 points and the smallest bird to Mason Schneider for 25 points. So I definitely have to check out what those birds scored. Um, mine particularly, I believe, was a 111. Maybe a 114. But on 10 and 3 eighths in an inch and a half, that is a really large bird. And if he smoked it with a bow, Spencer, you're a badass. So that's pretty cool. Congratulations to all those guys. Awesome prizes. Can't wait for next year already. Nothing like a little friendly competition. And yeah, there's so much more to come. I just want to say it all right now, but I, I just can't. I'm going to have to divvy this up a little bit. And I've got some cool things coming down the pipeline. There's going to be a lot more coming now that my renovations at home have really slowed down a little bit. Kind of waiting for stores to open back up so I can get the proper materials. I can appreciate that everyone working um, retail of some form, doing your best to get the right products to customers. Unfortunately, I think this whole curbside thing is super lame and it is so disorganized and it is really tough. It's tough on employees of whatever retail store you're working for and it's tough on the uh, the customers purchasing because orders come wrong, um, employees might just not know, and it makes it very frustrating for everyone. So once that's fixed, hopefully very soon, um, I can finish those up and really just focus on what I've got going on in the outdoor world, my outdoor life. I've been getting ready for deer season. I mean, that just doesn't stop. That's a whole 12-month program. But my bear hunt was incredible. Fishing season's really taking off right now. And I've got a lot of podcasts scheduled with some great people coming up. So make sure you're staying tuned to Podbean, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen. Check out all the rest of my podcasts or just check out one of them. It would make me very happy. Again, thank you everyone for tuning in. And would like to say a quick thanks to my friends at Killin' Sticks Archery. They're awesome arrows this year. I'm using the Ventilator Series, and I'm absolutely loving them. Um, they're a great crew. They've got some awesome accessories to go on with their half certs and uh, inserts that they run. I really like these. Um, I'm a large fan of this year's setup for my arrows. And my friends at Crimson Talon Broadheads. Definitely lethal broadheads most certainly anything I need as a team member there's they're more than happy to work with me and set me up with you know accordingly to my setup they've got some killer products and I know you guys that have been following along watching me shoot those they are awesome I'm loving them out at 60 yards and I always like to do the test at which I you know I probably wouldn't be hunting but something that I know can't be flawed in the field like I am ready for any situation and with these companies, I feel that I'm able to do that. So thank you for that from all of you. And we will see you guys next episode for 
a bear recap for 2021. Hopefully I've got some guests on here that would love to share their experience. Man, I just, I want to talk about even just my experience that I had in there. It was great, but you're going to have to wait for that. So until next week, happy hunting.